Ooh. Here we go. It's Entertainment Entertainment, the entertaining podcast with the entertaining conversations with the entertaining comedians. <laughs> Justin Angermeyer and Kayla McKee. I'm Justin Angermeyer. I'm Kayla McKee. This is a little Abba Waterloo, if you get the reference. Yeah. Okay? We're talking about Napoleon. We saw it. We saw it. Uh, yep. I'll let the chorus play while we're here. You know, we all want to hear it. I mean, Abba's infectious. They're great. Great band. Great pop music. And a song that's referencing a war, a battle where hundreds of thousands of men lost their lives. What's and, great is you don't think about the death with the song. No, it's you just, just sing a nice and dance. It's a, it's a great song. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's, a, it's a great song to move around to. Absolutely. Yeah, just some light arm dancing, you know, back yeah. and forth. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. That's it. That's the best move you can do <laughs> with uh, with ABBA. Oh, yeah. you, you have to get the arms into it. Just move your arms back and forth and you're dancing to ABBA. <laughs> You know, I don't know. We saw Napoleon. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah, we, we, we got out there last night, got to the movie theater. The Ridley Scott historic drama with yes. Joaquin Phoenix and Vanessa Kirby. Um, and uh, Rupert. Uh, Rupert Everett was Everett. in it. Yeah. Rupert Everett. Yeah. And like, I really wanted to see it because I, I really love European history. Our cat it has the zoomies right now. Whatever. <laughs> yes. he, he does not like European history. But um, <laughs> yeah, okay. he's pretty upset about it. He's screaming. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I was curious about it. And then I also thought when I saw the preview or the trailer, I was like, I noticed Joaquin. I was like, I think Joaquin Phoenix is doing mumblecore Napoleon. This is very interesting. Yeah. I mean, that, that for me, that's the best part of the movie is his performance. Yeah. Is, and the movie was so good i you yeah. know i'm gonna come right out of the bat and give it two thumbs up i loved it had a great yeah. time uh yeah i i loved it that it was not like from the beginning of the movie it's joaquin phoenix just talking like he's joaquin phoenix yeah. like he's doing i'm still here basically yeah it's almost like he brings like joaquin phoenix napoleon has the same like existential angst and ennui as ron livingston's character in office space wow he does you know what yeah. i mean he has yeah. the same kind of like like uh just kind of like exhaustion in his with his circumstances <laughs> yeah and it doesn't you know he i feel like napoleon is just kind of like or at least joaquin phoenix's napoleon is always sighing out of exhaustion and like defeat <laughs> not like yeah. a battle defeat just out of like emotional defeat because he's kind of like bored as his, at his job like many times when he's about to go into battle he just sighs like <sighs> you yeah, <know? laughs> he's very melancholy about like firing off cannons. Like, like, he'll, like he's just like, yeah. like kind of like the way he was just kind of like one hand like <laughs> signaling the launch to shoot the cannons. And then he would like cover his ears. Yeah, uh, it was great. I, I really yeah. enjoyed myself. You know, because at first when you're watching it, you're like, is Joaquin Phoenix? Did he even like? Is did he want to do this movie? Is he even acting? And then you're like, oh no, it's like a choice, and it actually like really works to kind of like get you involved in this character. Really, yes. Yeah, by the end of the movie, like he is just you know that he's that character. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really good. And you're rooting for him yeah. in a weird way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really thought the kind of like. I don't know, would you call it like naturalism or irreverence that he, the choice that he made to just kind of play it as almost like a modern, uh, modern character? I, I thought, um, yeah, irreverence, because like, I thought the whole movie is like absurdist. Like, I mean, it's like, yeah. a, like in, in, a, in like a, the best way. Yeah. Like, it's like immediately all the French, none of them have any accents. They're all just like speaking American. And not just like, like old English American. Yeah. Everybody like, kind of has like a, that like old school New England, semi-British accent like, that like Audrey Hepburn they, has. Yeah. They have like modern you know? day American accents. Yeah. Like even when he says like, fuck, it just sounds like a bro saying fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's so good. And then, yeah, it's kind of fun. It's funny too, that like the French are the only ones with the Americans in this. Like then they got like English actors, actors to play the British. Mm-hmm. The Russian guy had the Russian accent. Mm-hmm. It's like, but then the French were the only ones that just like spoke like how we're talking basically. Yeah. Like, uh, modern lazy english yeah i i really enjoyed that aspect of it yeah. uh yeah because I, I feel like the, a, big, a big criticism with this movie right now mm. is just how like historically inaccurate it is and it's like well right from the start napoleon sounds like uh the joker 
Yeah. So it's like, like it's like literally like he's playing the Joker. So right off the bat, we don't need to take this seriously. I know. And then I read some of the historical inaccuracies critiques, and they're so specific. They're not like except for the the like oh he actually didn't cannon put a cannon to the pyramids like every other which is like <laughs> yeah if, if I mean, you, go on who cares it looked awesome yeah and then but also like the other like another example of the historical inaccuracies was um, during when they I guess revolved around Josephine and her. Like, they said that she would never have even suggested a divorce, which she did in the movie. At one Mm. point, she suggested them getting a divorce, and they said, like, she never did that. She did not want to get divorced. And then they also said that, like, at the divorce um, ceremony that they had, which was a very bizarre thing, if that's, like, actually how they had to get divorced. It was, like, really strange. It's a public ceremony for getting divorced. But um, he slapped her, and they, uh, I guess historians were like, he never slapped her. He revered her, and he would never, like, lay a hand on her. He never would lay a hand on her. Yes, Mm. but I'm like, that's kind of nitpicking. Like, other, like, who cares? It's not like they were like, oh, he actually, uh, like, it's not like he invaded China. And they were like, Napoleon, like, like you know, it's not like they invented an invasion. It was just, like, specific things to tell the story. Yeah. Whatever. And again, right off the bat, like, Joaquin Phoenix is playing this like he's about to start rapping at any second. So, like, there's no need to, like, get too hung up on what's an inaccuracy, inaccuracy, because it's all, this is entertainment. It's not education. Yeah. This is, like, yeah. And it really served, like, it really served. It did really serve. It did, like, um... I feel like Joaquin Phoenix really kind of, like, focused by playing it so minimally, um, playing the character so minimally. I feel like it really focused his character, to me, as, like, somebody who was, like, torn between his ambition to, like, you know, fulfill all these, like, military um, Mm. conquests and to fulfill, like, you know, gaining power. Like, he was torn between that kind of, like, ambition and also his desire just to, like, spend more time with his wife, which is almost like a very modern... Uh, a very modern problem where people work too much they don't really get to spend time with their loved ones yeah, and it makes that, them unhappy I feel like it was like he very like modernized this struggle and made it like really relatable even though it's a very extreme example that is a know? good yeah, that is an interesting yeah because it is totally like yeah his like the the yeah like we were saying before like the war was like so mundane for him yeah this is just like a day in his life and yeah and really he just wanted to like get back to his wife and like spend time with her yeah uh, even though she was cheating it seemed all over the place yeah we got to get to Josephine because that yeah. was another joy it, of the movie yeah she was great in that they Josephine, Vanessa Kirby yeah her name is Vanessa Kirby way to go um, Vanessa good job yeah she's I know her um I know her what am I talking about um but she's from the, <laughs> <laughs> I know her as a Crown fan you are um, a Crown. Fan. I do like the crown. Yeah, you're and, a crown um, fan. yeah, I do like the crown. And she plays uh, like a young Princess Margaret in the crown very, very well. Okay. Which is like kind of similar to Josephine in that she was like uh, Queen Elizabeth's like hot younger sister who was like okay. a partier and okay. um She's really good, like more of a beauty kind of than Queen Elizabeth, kind of like a little bit of a sex symbol in the crown, okay. and um, she's very good. But what was so great about Josephine was that like they didn't do any of the like victim of the patriarchy bullshit with her, mm. you know what I mean? Because she was like, you, I feel like they could have portrayed her as this victim who like couldn't, you know, couldn't produce an heir because she was older and she was exiled. Like I feel like the whole time she was just like, my pussy's hot. If you're going to divorce me, I'm still going to be taken care of. Like, you're still going to come visit me. They, she you was, know? yeah. No, she was like, I like this portrayal of her. Yeah, they that's portrayed what I'm saying. Her I thought as a it was very strong, yeah, yeah, totally. Like, it's like a very strong character. Yeah. And they portrayed it as like, and again, who cares about the historical inaccuracy or accuracy of this? I just yeah. liked it for the character. But they portrayed it like she was the one really running things. Yeah. For the most, or just in a way, or just running Napoleon. She was she the one in charge of him. She wasn't a victim at all. Yeah. She no, was not a victim. Yeah. Like, and the fact that they even like modernized her sexuality <laughs> into like blatantly calling her a slut. It was so funny. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I loved all the campy sexuality that went on between these two. Yeah. It was like, she was like the modern, like she had the same sexual energy as like Amber Rose, who like runs the slut walk. It was, mm. you know, or like a Samantha Jones. You know, she was just yeah. like, I fuck, I, I fuck, you know, I fucked when I was in prison to live. Now, um, you know, I'm going to fuck Napoleon in order to, like, get a new life for myself. Yeah, just, I'm going to have affairs. Know, yeah, become 
Miss Lady Empress. Yeah, yeah. Good for her. And all the, like... Because another thing I love about historical movies is the way they deal with sex. Because it is always, like, high camp. Because they're wearing all these, like, crazy, like, bodices. And, like, you know, everybody has costumes. So I feel like in in historical dramas, the sex is always just the woman lifting up her dress. Because it's too much to undress. I mean, you can't even... Yeah, and you gotta think smells and stuff going on in the 1800s. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, dress... Dress goes up, and then the added layer in this of just like Joaquin Phoenix like barking, like he his like his like how he would show that he was horny to her was he would just start like mutter barking, yeah, and she would just be like, okay, like like, all right, but I just set my hair the way you like it, and he'd be like, wild, it was so good, yeah. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix, I think, is the best actor right now. One of them, yeah. I mean, he's, I mean yeah, he's, it's, you know, it's all subjective. It's, it's entertainment. It's all subjective. But he's phenomenal. He's this one of our. Being, he's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, he's very captivating, yeah. and yeah, his his choices, if you will, yeah. in this movie really worked. Yeah, and it, yeah, it was there was some high camp sex stuff going on with these two. Sex scenes, funniest sex scenes in any movie, I think. Wild, yeah. like literally, I loved when forgetting Sarah Marshall, eat your heart out. Seriously, at, at Joaquin Phoenix barking like a dog. Yeah, and then doing. Some insane doggy style. Just, just some insane jackhammering. Jackhammer, dead. Both mm-hmm. people dead in the face. Jackhammering doggy style. That's what you're in for with this movie. While she's wearing a gown and he's wearing like a, a full, like you know, a, a French uh, military uniform, but he just unbuttons yeah. his fly and she lifts up <laughs> yeah. her gown and then they jackhammer and then after it he's like, she does "Now great- let that good work make us an heir." <laughs> yeah, now let that good work make us. <laughs> Son. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she, I mean, she does a great job. She's just bored with it. Yeah. Like, she has a very funny, like, bored while she's getting fucked face. But even her, it's like, great. I loved her when it was a lot of, like, who owns the pussy talk. And, like, her even just, like, yeah, it was a lot of really bizarre. Like, at one point, she was just like, I'm going to show you something. And once I show it to you, you will want it all the time. <laughs> and then she just, like, basic instinct does the Sharon style. Stone. Yes! Yeah, does the Sharon Stone leg opening. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Really? Like, yeah, and that was another modernization of it. With the, I mean, uh, maybe I don't think women thought like with the whole "my pussy, this is mine, this is yours," like, like, because that was how she would like get him off too, being like, "This yeah. is yours." He conquered uh, that pussy. He conquered, yeah, he needed you know? to conquer. He obviously needs to conquer things in his life, yeah. and she let him conquer that. Yeah. You know what? So yeah, and it was great. So there was a lot of like campy like romance novel sex stuff going on with this like high level historic like um costume yeah because visually you know? it was amazing yeah it was so fun to watch and i think yeah. the fact that it was so visually like consistent and um like almost perfect like like the visual world that you were in was so consistent you yeah. believed it that like all these other kind of random weird choices really worked because they were so anchored in it this was like so, world yeah, totally, like you were like oh yeah. okay i'm in this world and these characters behave this way even though it's kind of strange yeah it I feel was like it worked really well yeah it was absurdest but very grounded yeah it yeah. was in the reality like you said just in the reality of its own movie i yeah i love more we were talking about it the more i'm liking it even more it was yeah, so good it was so good and weird yeah. beautifully like and what was so cool too is like all the battle scenes were suspenseful in this way that i feel like a lot of times i don't feel like that in 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 um war dramas specifically yeah the battle scenes were great like i was nervous i was like it was suspenseful you kind of really felt like you were in the middle of the battle there wasn't a lot of shitty cgi um no the, C- the cgi they did use was well done like yeah. it didn't take you out of it at all no, and also they just showed the scale of the of the battles so well. Like, yeah. you know, the, there was so many, like, wide shots, and it just looked like the battles went on for, like, fields and fields and fields. Really shows, like, how many people were, you yeah. know, were, were fighting these wars. Yeah, and the, one of the coolest parts I loved, like, the when they, it was, like, the Waterloo battle with, like, the square formation. Yeah, when like, the British got down into their square. Yeah, and, like, the horses, the cavalry had to, like, go around it and, like, break it up and, like, and I don't know. Yeah, and that was, like... Like, the underestimation of the English. I think that was, like, a theme of that battle. It was, yeah. like, them being, like, oh, well, we're on land, so we're, they, they won't see it. And then, like, England, like, whooped their ass. Yeah. Like, like completely out-strategized Apparently, them. that was another historical inaccuracy, was that, like, Napoleon never really charged into battle at all. He was a terrible at horseback riding, and he... Oh, <laughs> oh wow. So, so he was more just commanding it, but, mm-hmm. but leaning back. Yeah, yeah like, okay. he really never really, like charged into battle okay. like he, he wasn't very good at riding horses apparently and, i mean yeah 
That's but, funny. I, I almost wish they put something like that into the movie. Well, I guess they kind they of kind did. Of there did. were like a few parts where he was like... Yeah, and the first battle scene, that's where they established how like weird and funny this character was. Because the first battle when they were taking the British um, weapons or cannons, and he's like breathing very heavily. He's really nervous. Yeah. He's almost like having an anxiety yeah, attack yeah, totally. as he's going through the battle. Yeah. So I feel like they did kind of address that a little bit. They did, yeah. Um, You're right. You're, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, the historical inaccuracy people are like... Like, come on. Like it's like the, the point of this movie is not historical accuracy. I know. It's, it's a movie. And it's like, a silly, absurdist retelling of a right. character who might as well be mythology at this point. Yeah. And it's like the cheesiest quote from Picasso is like, art is a lie that tells the truth. And like, mm. they're like, hello, people. You just don't understand <laughs> the creative process. It's, listen a, it's a lie. Yeah. Listen to Picasso, everyone. It's a lie, but it's telling you a story that has like... A truthful message or resonance to it. It's not perfectly accurate as it was in life because, like, nothing, no. nothing is. Come on, people. And, and again, from like the first <clears throat> moments of the movie when the French are all speaking English, yes. it's shouting at you <laughs> that this is not to be taken seriously as an educational historic retelling. I know. Come it's on. like everyone chill out yeah. and just enjoy a movie. Like, what is with people's complete inability to, to suspend their disbelief at this point? I think they just are living on their phones and they're yeah. living in an outrage culture loop and they yeah. just really need things to be mad about now. And, and everyone yeah. has time. Everything is discourse. Everything is discourse. So people are more interested. Yeah, God, everything is. And not just discourse, but like hard line in the sand yeah this or that right yeah i i love this movie more that it was like this kind of absurdist weird yeah. silly like funny but like beautiful to watch yeah. like, like i that if it was just like a, a really stuffy serious like yeah. this is what happened yeah and there's no humor in this there's no self-awareness and this is what it was like, like we that would have been a boring movie i'm sorry yeah or if we were like you know talking about how well walking phoenix spoke french it's like who fucking cares yeah exactly yeah <laughs> or yeah that they really nailed the french actor yeah. or you were just like hired all french people well like like yeah. this was just a Fun movie. Yeah. It was just a fun movie. I loved it. And you still got the sense of like who Napoleon was and like what the, you know, like what yeah. the, what, yeah, like what the drama was in his life. And, yeah, totally. And it really like, for me too, watching the battle scenes, you're just like, I am so grateful that I don't have to deal with war, like in this direct way. Like I live in this like modern cushy yeah. society that like there is a lot of violence constantly in our world, but it's like, there's no draft, you know, we mm. live in this very different time. I don't know. Like it gave me that like real, like I was just sitting there being like, thank God I'm not a French soldier stuck in Russia with a general who doesn't understand the Russian winter. Thank yeah. God. No, yeah, no, that, would, that <laughs> I mean, did not seem like a fun time for anyone. But I think it really did a good job of like showing how fucked up war is you know yeah. and, and how it's like i don't know it gave you a lot to think about i thought it was really yeah, it good didn't, it didn't like glamorize war i mean no. like it, it really made it look terrible yeah and horrible and, yeah. yeah and like even just the poor like like yeah with the whole russian winter which i know it's a big part of his story but like yeah it just showed you that it's not even just the battles that are awful in this yeah. like you're just sitting around cold and wet and miserable, miserable. and that's like Honestly, probably the worst of it. And you know you're gonna your die. Probably going crazy. And like, yeah, if and you're, you're on the front line, I mean, every time like they got they charged, I was just like, how do you? How did anyone survive this stuff? Or, yeah. Like even a cannon, just well, a cannon getting fired at this oh line. Oh my god, of the people. cannons are crazy. Yeah. Imagine yeah. getting hit with one of those. I know. That wouldn't be fun. Yeah, it's really yeah. Gunpowder really changed the world. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. So yeah, surprisingly, very really really liked it. Um, uh, yeah, I loved it. it yeah. It's up there. It's it's right up there with Air for my favorite <laughs> movie of the year. It's yeah. Air and uh, Napoleon. Yeah, I'm trying to think about any. It's my notebook here. Um, any other final thoughts on it? Um, I think we covered. Oh, it's funny. It was funny. Yeah, there was a lot of like just yeah. like genuinely funny. Which yeah, I think we've touched on yeah, like the sex scenes were out ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his just like we said before, just like his like. He just bummed out mm -hmm. a lot like yeah. that and was played like great. All of like his like letters that he would write to her were mm -hmm. like so over the top. Uh, yeah. And just, you know, I loved it. Yeah. And I thought the whole, um, the way they dealt with like all the constant changing of power in France after the revolution, how they just like could not. And they almost made it this like physical comedy of errors where like every time power changed hands, there was this like three stooges fight to like kill yeah. the like Robespierre or like the, the current. Yeah. And, and I feel like I didn't even want to laugh at a lot of that stuff, but it was like kind of funny physical comedy. It was it like not bad. No, yeah. It, it was 
it was good. Yeah. It was one of the funnier movies I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad we got to go. We went to the um, 7 o'clock screening uh, that was closest to my job in our, in our apartment, which meant we had to see the closed captions feature. The, the open captions. Um, oh, I'm sorry, the open, open captions. Open captions screening. And, uh, at uh, the Angelica Film Center on the on the on the, uh, on the Upper East Side, yeah, which is a nice theater. I, really yeah, I had a good it. time there, yeah. yeah. But it was basically us. We were there, and then it was like older couples who I'm like, I don't know if they were here for the closed captioned or like I don't know if the close. If the, sorry, the open caption screening like brings people out to the, to that. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I mean, you wonder if that was because that was also just like the only showing of Napoleon in that area. Yeah, at that time, that's true. That's so true. it's like if you wanted to see Napoleon at like seven, and you were. You know, anywhere between 50th and 65th Street. Yeah, we're going, you're all yeah, that's, where, that's where you were going. You were yeah. going to the open caption. Uh, so. And it, it, at first, it kind of bothered me because in the beginning, like, there's that, like, the you kind of are, like, the screen is pretty dark and you're only hearing sounds. And you and it was, like, guillotine sounds. And I was yeah. kind of like, all right. I would, I'd rather just realize that myself. But after you kind of get over it, you don't even like notice the captions. No, yeah, after <laughs> yeah, after ten minutes, you don't even notice it. Yeah, the, the opening of the movie was great with Marie Antoinette. Yeah. And, like then, then when they showed like the end of that revolution and all of them getting beheaded. Yeah, uh, and then like throughout the movie, they kind of showed like the art that came from that when like mm-hmm. there was like a play, like them doing like oh, yeah. I guess the comedy of their time mm-hmm. where they're like at some show and it's like the men are dressed up as women and they have like Marie Antoinette's beheaded head. Yeah. So that was good. I had a great time watching it. Yeah. And it was also interesting, too, with the beheading um, that he didn't behead Josephine. Because, like, I mean, I, I don't know if that was concurrent mm. with, um, um, you know, Louis the... After after he found out sorry, that... Sorry. Henry VIII. Henry VIII beheaded all of his wives. Like, uh, after Anne they Boleyn. couldn't give him an heir. Yeah. He yeah. just fucking behead him. Oh and then, God. yeah, like, Josephine, he... When he had to divorce her. I, I, yeah. That's, their, their story is very interesting. Um he yeah he, he she got to stay empress even though he remarried yeah. she kept the title empress and he paid for her. she had like a salary and she was taken care of in that like um, castle outside and he like kept in contact with her if that yeah. was if that was true if that yeah. was right yeah. no it was, yeah because I was looking at it today that was true and apparently when that czar Alexander who was the like rival of Napoleon the Russian um, guy yeah apparently yeah, okay. her and jo- him and Josephine did kind of have this like thing together yeah it's like unclear but like but um wow. i don't know and apparently that's when she got sick was because she went on all these walks with him mm. and she would wear skimpy dresses because she wanted to impress him wow <laughs> so, so she was walking around in the cold with her ass out i mean josephine is all of us <laughs> she is all of us on a first date just suffering to show some cleavage <laughs> and then they get like a cold you know and at I that time that's what leads to your was, death yeah really sad yeah. but um Loved it, yeah. Really, really, really happy we got to see it. What yeah, a weird, good movie. It was, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. Two yeah. thumbs up. And it was long, but I wasn't like clocking. Paced the time. really well. Yeah. It did, did like flew by for me at least. Yeah. Like yeah, it was like two hours and forty minutes. It did not feel that way. No, yeah. Uh, so I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, what a weird movie. What a good movie. Good yeah. time. Congrats to I, all of the, all the cast and the. Oh my god. Congrats to everyone involved. You made a good one. <laughs> Yeah. And it's not easy to do. You know no. what? It's not easy to make, to, to make a good movie. So way to go, everyone involved. Yeah. And another, I also, today, I also went and saw Godzilla Minus One. Oh, yeah. How uh, that? Well, you know, this was basically, you know, not going into it, but like leaving the movie today, I was like, this was my Barbenheimer. Oh, yeah, like definitely. Like seeing Napoleon and then Godzilla Minus One. That was my Barb. Bar- it was like uh, uh, godzilla Napoleon. Godzilla, Godzilla-polian. Godzilla-polian. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, Napoleonzilla. Yeah, Napoleonzilla. That's what it is. Are you going to get a t-shirt? I'm going to have t-shirts printed up, mm-hmm. and we can all buy them on my Twitter. I'll be selling them. Awesome. So, look, keep looking out for my uh, Napoleonzilla. They'll probably shirts. sell out immediately, so get on it. Yeah, yeah. probably because there's going to be three, yeah. and you got to get it fast. I'm going to buy one, and then... And then I'm going to get one, and, and then, then so really it's just one for sale. Just one. We do have, like, one listener, so yeah. hopefully they'll so, reach out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got to get these made. 
Yeah. And I'll keep my word on that. Awesome. So, yeah, look at us. Good movies in the theater. Who yeah, knows? You know, it's the been theater. a while. I, had a, I, I always say it on this podcast. <laughs> I think theater, movie theaters are a part of Americana, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I had a really good time yesterday. It was really nice. The girl, there was a girl solo sitting behind us who came in with a, I don't know if it was a large bag of Cheetos, but it wasn't a small bag of Cheetos. You know, you know I mean? respect her game. Respect. Going yeah. to the movie alone with a large bag of Cheetos, what a confident woman. Good for Respect. her. Respect. Yeah. yeah. And I hope she enjoyed the movie as much as we did. There was a lot of, we, when we were leaving though, oh my God, the elderly crowd. It's like, you don't realize you're around old people until so you start like, until you go to the bathroom and you start listening to what they're saying. Like when I went to the bathroom, <laughs> I, I, was, I was using the bathroom and outside I just heard this woman go, tennis shoes. No, no response. <laughs> tennis shoes. Tennis shoes. And this other woman goes, what? And she goes, tennis shoes and the other woman goes what about them (laughs) and she goes I like them. And the other woman just doesn't respond. And I was like, oh Which, my God. How could you respond to that after, you know, after your friend put you through that? Yeah. Four sayings of tennis shoes. And then you're like, well, what are you talking about tennis shoes? And then they just go, I like them. And she doesn't respond. <laughs> you just go, how, how do you it's, respond? It, she, a stall opened up and she just went to the stall. <laughs> and that's when you realize you're like, I think I'm around only septuagenarians, like 70 and above right now. Right? Isn't yeah. Uh, I mean. Septuagenarian. Isn't that like how you say this? Anyway. You know, it's a better uh, word than boomer for it yeah i'm trying not to use boomer because i think with the singularity everyone acts the same on the on a cell phone i don't know why everyone's yeah. so identifying with their generation everyone's being a, <laughs> everyone is being a dick on a cell phone the same way we're all the same yeah all yeah right. yeah i can't disagree with that thank you all right any final thoughts on napoleon just that i loved it <laughs> just that i loved it yeah i really really enjoyed it i know it was really good um it was good. All right, what's our second topic? What are we moving on to? I kind of forget. Sorry, the order we were going hey, here. Speaking of things we enjoy, yeah. uh, Vanderpump Rules is coming back. Yes. We're about a month plus out since January 2024. So we figured that, you know, it's about time. Because, because you know, some cast members, they have some stuff going on. Making some moves. Making some moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to do a little, like, Vanderpump Rules roundup. Mm-hmm. Check uh, in with everybody. Yeah, check in, see what's going on. Um, because first, we, we, we decided to talk about this because uh, Raquel, or now she goes by Rachel, just announced that she's doing a new podcast. She's got a new Going Rogue yeah. with Rachel. New right? podcast with a bad name. It's like Going Rogue with Rachel. And it's like, I think you already went rogue when you cheated on <laughs> <What'd> you? <laughs> your friend with um, her partner of like many, many years. I think that's going rogue. Yeah, you know? that was the, 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 the fucking of Sandoval is going rogue. But, yeah. uh, and you know, and we'll see what the podcast is about. Yeah, apparently she said she's going to, like, tell her side of the story. But, again, I'm like, you already did that when you had, like, a one-on-one exclusive after the reunion. So, I don't really know what she's going to be doing with this podcast. But I I really think it's good to keep her name out there. But I think she needs to come back as a villain. I think I think Raquel needs to, like, sit a season out and then come back and just be like, you all treated me like shit. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, that would be good. That's what I want from be her. Good stuff, I know she's yeah. not going to do it because now she's, like performed or whatever but like you know, well you know i, I mean know. you never know after a year off you never yeah. know if she'll be like you know what i want i want back i'm yeah. sure it's a good paycheck i you know i uh i'm grateful for I'm, I'm happy for all those um kids out there because raquel and Brittany from vanderpump's rules have decided not to follow through with their um dreams of becoming occupational therapists to help special <laughs> needs kids and they're both just doing podcasts instead so i'm very and happy for all the kids out there probably better for the world yeah. i mean yeah probably better you're probably going to be in better hands than if those two had gotten in uh to the you know special needs war just doing podcasts as they should so happy for all those families who are not like who's helping my child i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) Um, just doing a podcast instead go girl but i think she should come back as a villain and yeah we need to get rachel back at some point here yeah uh you know as long as the show's gonna be on you're gonna you need to get rachel back. Have, have you seen the the trailer or the like the commercial i, I have not it's very strange they like mm. really slow down the song and they're all like interacting with each other and smiling with each other but i'm like they had to have done it separately on a green screen mm, because at okay. one point they have ariana like laughing at tom like she's laughing at him like, they're friends, and I'm like, I, I don't think that happened. Like, I think it was a green screen editing, because it, oh, sure. it doesn't yeah. even look like she's really looking at him, but they're 
they're doing it in this way where like everybody's kind of like weirdly getting along vibe wow, okay. and like post the scandal they're all just kind of laughing about it is the vibe but all right i don't know yeah i'm sure you'll see the commercial at one point i will um, i will see this commercial at some point yeah and i promise that to everyone out there but I have been really enjoying uh, Sandoval's podcast, which I didn't expect to. Yeah, uh, everyone loves Tom. Is good. Yeah, I listened to uh, the episode with uh, Michael Rappaport, yes. which I think he put out two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Had a great time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yes, yeah, so there's some good information. There is uh, uh, Michael Rappaport questioned him on like, how did you get beat by James Kennedy in the push in your contest. push-up contest? And Sandoval was like. Well, the day before it was chest day. I did chest, and he's like, and I don't think I really lost. Like, I think I actually did more than him. If you if you look, Rappaport was so like, he, that was so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Sandoval's refusing to say that he lost, even though he did. He lost. Refusing to say he lost, yeah. and also being like, but also I did chest the day before, so I was a little sore, not at a hundred percent. Uh, so, you know, and I feel his pain there. Yeah, take the L. Take the L, dude. You yeah. lost. Um, one of the highlights for me is listening to his bandmate slash producer who is yeah. always chiming in and defending Tom. <laughs> yes. Like, he's always yeah. chiming in with, well, the thing about Tom is... He well, speaks for Tom, Tom often. Is, yeah. yeah. Sorry, our heater's going off right now. So if it's really loud and there's a hissing sound, it's our heater... It's winter here. We, we live in a tiny apartment, so we're not really sure how much this is going to be picked up. But if you hear a loud hissing sound this time, next time it won't be here. We're just this is the first time it's going off, and I'm, I'm just I'm not sure how it's going to sound. But uh, yeah, you yeah. know, it might. Hopefully, it doesn't come across at all. Yeah, but ap- apologies if you all, hear yeah. the hissing. We know it's there. We're just not really sure how how much it's going to get picked up. It's probably pretty loud. I just realized that. But anyway, it, we, we can we can talk about well, Vanderpump over the heater. Yeah, we're powering through. Yeah, apologies again if it's if it's distracting. But um, I'm like it's all the way over there. So hopefully it's uh, hopefully it's not really picking it's, it's up. It's hissing low now. Sometimes it can literally scream at you. Like yeah, if it really kicks up, we apologize. We're, we're going to try to pause it. Yeah. But uh, I just realized it was going. Um, hopefully it's not too loud. But anyway, yeah, I do enjoy his band member chiming in with like, well, the thing about Tom is that he works out um, because he's a lead singer. He has to work out before and after the show. So he really can't help load equipment in, you know, like he's always <laughs> defending like any critique people have for wow. Tom. Like Sebastian Bach needs this guy in his <laughs> yeah. band. Like, let's get this guy in, uh, in um, dem- democracy. democracy. Let's get yeah. this. Who is he's the drummer, right? Or, or the uh, keyboardist. I I don't know. Whatever, yeah. whatever. Uh, but let, let's get him in democracy to defend Sebastian Box working out. Because he singer. would understand Sebastian. <laughs> there wouldn't be. There wouldn't have been this whole fight between Evan Steinfeld and Sebastian Box. That was one of the best fights. Where yeah, Sebastian Box yeah. was like, "Dude, I can't get there." Until I have to work he, out. He wouldn't rehearse because he had to keep himself on his workout And schedule. then they would just show him doing like old man sit-ups. <laughs> yeah, just and like, like jogging with his back like bent and weird. Because <laughs> he like jogs with like a bad back down the like Santa Monica Pier or whatever. Like. Yeah, he's he's running the speed. There's like a famous clip of the wrestler Bret Hart mm-hmm. uh, in their promotion. To, he was going up against Shawn Michaels. And he got really upset that they used, like, footage of him running in, like, the snow in Montreal, Canada because he couldn't oh. really go fast. So he just oh. looks like this brittle old man jogging. Oh, my God. That's kind of what Sebastian Bach looks yeah. like. It's just, like, this old man jog. Yeah. There, uh, there is an yeah. old man shuffle that happens to, to people. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I do it when I run at this point. But, like. Yeah. So this guy, this Sandoval's bandmate, I feel bad I should, I should get his name. But I he's, know. like, a great right-hand man for a band. Yeah. To be like, no, like, he needs to do his push-ups and because the women are looking at his body. Singing, Guys. Yeah, singing and performing, it's actually really, um, it's a long activity. So it really is, <laughs> yeah. he needs to yeah. he needs to work on his long endurance so he can't help us load in it. So when people say to us, hey, why isn't Tom there helping? It really bothers me. He's just he, he really is doing the right thing. Because it's like, how many times can you tell him he is doing the David Blaine training that <laughs> David Blaine did when he tried to break the world record for how long he held his breath underwater? He's doing the same exact training. So it's like, how can he carry the amp? Have, he's, have he's, you ever tried to sing dance dance? by fallout for you yeah. need the lung capacity he went dance dance into hey uh into journey tonight <laughs> so that's not easy let's everyone keep that in mind people just don't understand tom the thing about tom is um <laughs> i also learned from the episode with the guy from million dollar listing that there is a solo um 
here comes the hissing. There is a solo <laughs> billboard of Tom Sandoval from Special Forces wow. over Sunset Boulevard. You know what I mean? Yeah, like one of those wow, big, but okay. there's a solo one of Tom Sandoval. And I was like, I that, bet James Kennedy is probably furious, furious driving to Sir to like, you know what how, I mean? But yeah, how jealous and mad is yeah. James Kennedy over there? Because that, that same billboard is at the subway right in Astoria. Oh, yeah, you're right. With him on that, with him on the tightrope thing. Like that he's like climbing on. And that's, yeah, because I saw that going to work when I was like, wow, that's, there he is. Yeah. So, yeah. From LA to New York. Sandoval is the new Mr. Worldwide. Which I'm I'm enjoying him on Special Forces, too. We've seen a couple episodes. A couple episodes, yeah. Because he's he's been doing a lot. So he's got his podcast. He's got Mm -hmm. Special Forces. He did The Masked Singer. Yeah, I forgot he did the mask. Yeah, singer. I think he's made some good moves for himself yeah. post scandal. And as he said on his podcast too, this is the first time he's been single and famous in 15 years. So he's having a good time. I think he's going to go the way of Michael Douglas and lick so much pussy it's bad for his health. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a little worried about it, but um, I mean, we can only hope that's what happens. Yeah, I mean, I just think too much Raya pussy is probably bad for your health, you know? But I am yeah. excited for him. I, I wonder if he's even on something like Raya <laughs> or if he is just, like, out in West Hollywood. Maybe getting out at his show. I mean, I'm sure he is whoever's down after after he's on tour right now i believe or oh, wasn't or yeah. was in november okay might his tour might be over now he's in middle the middle of america a lot of illinois shows oh yeah i'm sure that sandoval dick got slung around illinois i'm sure yeah uh so way to go tom uh <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite details i learned about his mass singer experience mm. was um from the michael rapport podcast they talk about how like he was annoyed that uh they made his clue too obvious Oh, okay, yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah, and then Michael Rappaport was like, uh, you know, maybe they, they used you for rating. He was like, yeah, I'm stoked to be, like, used for ratings, like, whatever. But I was like, guys, like, could you, like, make it a little harder? Like, they're going to know immediately. Whatever. Jenny McCarthy is still like, um, is it President <laughs> Trump? <laughs> yeah, she's just always guessing Trump. I just think she guesses, like, the most, whatever her guesses are. I watched, like, one season. We watched, we watched one season of it, and it was, like, Jenny McCarthy's guesses for The Masked Singer were always so far like fetched and impossible yeah, you know it was like, mostly trump and her husband donnie Wahlberg. yeah that was like usually where she went with it yeah or she'd be like is that mick jagger <laughs> yeah. it's like no no it's a youtube star it's not mick jagger yeah <laughs> so mean? where'd he go jenny <laughs> yeah uh seriously. yeah it was it's like it's it's twitch streamer ninja <laughs> Yeah, and she's like, is that? Oh, it's Frank Sinatra. I bet it's Frank Sinatra. And you're like, he died. Don't tell her he died. She doesn't even, she doesn't know. Is he dead? Is he dead? Is he oh. dead? Did he die? Okay, then. All right, someone, Tony Bennett. Is it Tony Bennett? <laughs> oh, he died too. Wow. Uh, another great uh, <laughs> detail from my, is that the Toms and Jacks, the band got back together recently. I saw that And photo. the three boys hung out just as a trio. The, the the three guys of the group are back together and I'm happy to see it. What do you think of Jacks opening up a restaurant in West Hollywood? Yeah, his sports bar. Yeah. Now. I, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it for him and Brittany. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brittany, you know, seemed like she was stressed about it, turned excited about it. Okay. That was what I read in our list. Like, was really stressing her out, and then she, like, got really excited about it, though. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm rooting for them. I'm worried. I'm, I'm rooting wor- for all their... Go. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm worried about it. Like, it's just like... <laughs> are you... I'm, are you more... Well, I guess, you know. Are you more worried about them, or the something about her sandwich shop? Something about her sandwich shop? I don't know. Apparently, what I've heard about it is that, like, um... Um, so it just having, keeps getting pushed back. They're having trouble with permits or something. Uh, I think it's like kind of hard to open. That's what I mean. I just I'm worried because Tom Tom, like the first restaurant tours of the group were the Toms, and they worked with Lisa Vanderpump. So I feel like all this logistic stuff about how hard it is to actually like open a place. It was like Lisa took care of it. Yeah, they had like such a cushion because she's opened so many restaurants. Yeah, and then they had hiccups. I mean, a lot of COVID hiccups too. Yeah, because like, then they did Schwartz and Sandy's mostly on their own, and that was a mess. Yeah, to open and that, that seemed to be. Yeah, but now they're successful. Yeah, and I just feel like with Jax, I'm just like, I'm almost just worried for him. I don't know why I'm like worried about his narcissistic ego, which makes no sense. (laughs) But like, like, you know, I just think he is like, he's putting his restaurant right in the mix of all the others. Like he's clearly West Hollywood. I think so. Or no, you know what? I don't think it is in West Hollywood. I think it's in like Studio City. I think it's in the Valley. Excuse me. I think it's close to where he lives. Okay, so never mind. It is kind of removed. But yeah, I just like I'm worried about it succeeding when the other restaurants have succeeded. 
Mm. I have no idea why I am worried about Jax's narcissistic ego. Okay, it makes absolutely no sense. You're just worried about him personally. You mean. I'm worried about it, it, it succeeding. Yeah, and 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 the other and like, like the effects of what that would have on his ego. Yeah. If, it, if it doesn't succeed, basically. Yeah, it's just like restaurants are so hard to. Yeah, we watch a lot of restaurant nightmares. We we yeah. understand how hard Kitchen the industry nightmares. is. Yeah, I don't know why I'm having this like irrational fear for Jackson and his family about opening up this restaurant. It just seems like such a risk. Yeah. I, I mean, know. yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know what the sports bar scene in L.A. is like. So I'm know. like, maybe, you know, maybe maybe there needs to be a sports bar. Maybe, you know, maybe yeah. it's a market that needs to be tapped into more. I'm sure there's sports bars all over the place in L.A. But, like, you know, so I'm like, maybe, you know, maybe he'll find his niche with it. And yeah. It's interesting that he went a different direction than like he didn't just go like straight like bar lounge like Sandoval and them did like the sports bar gives it like its kind of own yeah you're right its own thing at least yeah which I like uh yeah and then the girls have like the sandwich shop yeah um I have no idea why I'm worried about a narcissistic asshole like Jax and I think it would really like what is wrong with my yeah. psyche but I think it's because I'm like he's secretly kind of my favorite character on the show and I'm just like Come on, Jax, get back in the mix. No, it would be get a, your bar it going. Was, yeah, it would, be, go. it would be a great addition to the Vanderpump world too <laughs> yeah. if, if like they can start like filming from that place yeah. and that place becomes a success. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, good with sports where he's got you know just just have like a good burger, a good chicken sandwich, good fries, good beer, and you're should be set. It's just a lot of work. It's a yeah, lot of work, and I yeah. wonder if Jax has the you know insane. I know he'll like go to the gym all the time and he has like a work out ethic in that way but i'm like does he have the work ethic to keep a sports bar in hollywood going? yeah it's a lot you know i want to because i haven't looked at the details i wonder who they have like working for are they yeah. working with people like, like who's who's doing stuff with them yeah. like how much of this are they or you know yeah. you, who knows what, what's being delegated to who i'm sure it's fine it's all good but yeah. either way rooting for it of course and i would i'd go out next time in la if it's open yeah. I, would go, I would go out there I would, yeah, go, check I, would, it out. I would go check out jackson britney sports bar definitely yeah um and then we uh, got Schwartz, right? We got Schwartz. Yeah, in the we mix. touched on Sandoval. Now we'll touch on Schwartz. Yeah. Maybe. I've been really enjoying him. I'm, I'm back in the Bravo. I took a break from watching Bravo, and now I'm back in this way where I'll watch anything on Bravo. Um, so I'm watching. You've, do- you've dove in hard again. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like, it's really nice to take a break from something and then come back to it and just be like, it's all new and fresh. And yeah. I'm just like having the greatest time. You do. You need to step away from things. That's what I do with pro wrestling a lot. Yeah. I, I take like breaks and then I come back to it and I'm like pumped up. And yeah. it seems like the people who are just in it all the time are just like so negative. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, well, I think you're just watching too much of it. You got to take a step back. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely take Bravo breaks. And yeah, and then a, I, and then well, like a tolerance break yeah. with weed. Yeah. So, like if you're taking like a weed tolerance break, now you got to do it with like Bravo or wrestling. Yeah, it really helps. And then, and then you come back into it and now I'm like listening to like Bravo podcasts and everybody just sounds so miserable and angry. And I'm like, this is all great. Why are you guys so mad? That's what, yeah. That's, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah, it's similar to wrestling, I think. Yeah. Crossover in the, yeah. in the cultures. Yes. But um, so I've been watching Tom Schwartz on Winterhouse, um, which he was supposed to be on with Sandoval. But because of the whole Scandal thing, Sandoval wasn't allowed to go, which is ridiculous. But um, it's crazy that because... Would made, yeah, it would have made the show probably even better. I know. And it's like, he's not a criminal. Like, he can go yeah, ha- she, spend yeah. time in a house. Like, what is everyone... <laughs> you know what I mean? They're acting like, well, because of circumstances. And it's like, what circumstances? Like, he didn't kill anybody. He just cheated on his girlfriend. Like, everyone's nuts. <laughs> um, but so Schwartz has to be there alone. And um, he's having this kind of flirtation with this girl named Katie. Yeah, there's from, a, I've read this. From Below Deck. There's another Katie. Katie Marie Floody. Who's found her way to Schwartz. Yeah, and they, they do have, like, a flirtation. And um, She's a Below Deck girl. She's a Below Deck. She's a chief okay. stew. She's, like, Australian. Or, no, I'm sorry. I think she's from New Zealand. Wow, um, okay. And Schwartz is like, she looks like a 90s supermodel. Um, she's very pretty. <laughs> but she, you know, they, they, I think they, when they go to Winter House, they're there for two weeks only. It's only a two-week shoot. And they really push people to hook up. It's, like, a total hookup house. And I, okay. think, the, I think they get cast, like... To hook up and like it's it's a total yeah hookup. like that's like they're probably scripted too in a way they want people to fuck on the show because yeah. it just makes it more interesting for like a two week show if there's okay, hookups so, all right, so, here, so they, here they are yeah um, I'm looking at pictures and what's ridiculous is that Tom Schwartz thinks that he can't hook up with Katie Marie Floody because she has the same first name and middle name as Katie Marie Maloney his, oh, his yeah. first wife his ex-wife and yeah, so yeah they not only share a first name they share a middle name they share too. a middle name and so Schwartz is like saying that like I just think it'd be disrespectful to my wife because you guys have the first um, first and middle name in common and you're like I don't think Schwartz knows what's respectful and disrespectful because like <laughs> 
disrespecting your wife is when you were in Cancun and you kissed Raquel in front of her to like piss her off and then <laughs> got drunk the next night and went up to her and was like, why are you so mad, Katie? It wasn't a big deal. Like, that's disrespectful. <laughs> but hooking up with a girl who has the same first and middle name, that's just a coincidence. Yeah. Like there's nothing disrespectful. You know, to me that feels like, because like Sandoval gets off on like nagging women, it seems. Schwartz. I, I, Schwartz, yeah. And yeah. I feel like that's almost him nagging this girl a little bit of being like, or maybe not. I don't know. I just think he's like. Well, I mean, him and Katie Maloney had a crazy dynamic with one another. Yeah, it's almost like their toxic relationship continues after their divorce. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, dude, it's over. Who cares? Yeah, it's. Like, yeah. it's not disrespectful. She brought a guy named. What was the guy's name? Satchel. She brought Satchel to like a beach party. Like, that's borderline disrespectful. It's not like you're bringing Katie Floody to the beach party. Like, Katie Flood. Oh, sorry, Katie Flood. Katie Flood. I think they were calling her Floody as a nickname. Uh, okay, Floody. In order okay. to like not call her Katie. They're like, well, we'll call her Floody, and that way yeah. you won't think it's like... I don't know, but Katie... But she's starting to get pissed off. She's like, this is ridiculous. This guy Katie won't hook Flood up. Katie Flood is. Katie Flood's getting pissed at okay. Schwartz, and she, she's like, I don't know what's wrong with him. Like, he won't hook up with me because my fucking name. Like, she's like, <laughs> this is crazy. So, in a way, it's good for Katie Flood. Like, get away, girl. Yeah, she, like, should, she probably should step away. Yeah, he won't even, like, have a fun fling on a two-week you know show where it's designed for you to have a fling and she's like he can't even fling you know <laughs> well you hope you hope schwartz gets it together and fucks katie flood i don't know but it's it's enjoyable um i've been enjoying yeah it. so he did this, so he's, he did that he did mission to mars mm-hmm. uh where he like fanboyed out to christopher mince so i'll have to bring that up again that was a great moment in their and then he had martian to, like, costumes yeah and then like he had to like, explain what vanderpump rules was so that was a good t- good thing to see yeah um, and of course, we've got Ariana. Killing it on DWTS. Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars. Finale's on as we speak. Yeah. As we record this, the finale's going. So uh, well, by the time you listen to this, she may be the champ. I don't know. She may she may have taken over because the finals are on. Deserved. I hope she does. I, I Although I am rooting for Jason Mraz. I'm rooting for Jason Mraz <laughs> too, I Because think. he's been a revelation on the show. If you haven't watched Jason Mraz dance on Dancing with the Stars, do yourself a favor. He's not just a... You know, a kind of like quirky um, pop singer in a, in a weird hat. No. no, he's come to life. He's he's way more. He's dynamic. He's a closeted theater kid. I think coming out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not making a gay reference coming out because I do think he's exploring his sexuality right now publicly. Yeah, that's but seems not like, what my reference was it about. Seems like he, it seems like that was he came out years ago. Though. Okay, okay. The, yeah, as yeah. as I think like as bi or yeah, or, or, uh, I forget what exactly he said he was. Yes, but. he's he's exploring. He's been exploring that in public. So I, that reference, I was just saying, he has this kind of energy in him that he's just showing that he hasn't showed in his music and it's interesting yeah no you if know? you're like listening to like i'm yours you would never picture you never think you're getting what you're getting now out of jason Mraz. that tango is dynamic his yeah. tango is wild i'm so. rooting for it. i feel like he needs this <laughs> yeah. like i'm like we gotta jason's gotta win but i do feel like ariana needs it too and, yeah. and i feel like they're gonna because it's also it's not just judges it's a it's popular vote like people call in and i just feel mm, like the yeah. scandal mob will vote ariana the winner she's gonna be right the winner. Yeah, it seems like the judges' points don't even really matter. No. Like, it seems like it's more just about the audience vote. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and I'd be happy for her. I, I think she's going to get, like, roles if she wants to, like, I, I think she's going to get stuff out of this. I hope she gets um, on the Dancing with the Stars tour. Yeah, like, you were saying she, that's a good idea. I think it would be a good thing for her. Because she seems like a totally different person when she's kind of doing a performance-based thing that's not reality TV. Yeah. And I think she's kind of needed this, and I'm actually, I'm, I'm happy for her. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. she kind of got to, like, actually do something creative, quote-unquote, that's not a reality TV show, and I think she really needed that. Because um, she would get depressed a lot on Vanderpump Rules, and I think it was because she wasn't pursuing anything creative. Like, yeah, I think she, she's a creative person. Yeah, yeah. I agreed Agreed with you there. This was a good move for her. Yeah. I, professionally, spiritually, yeah. all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, all of it. Good for her. And she did a great Britney Spears. She even nailed the Britney hair. I was very impressed with yeah, the Britney. Yeah, she, she's done yeah. some good ones. I mean, she's you good. know, I never saw Frozen. That wasn't, you know, but I thought her Frozen dance was good. They did <laughs> Disney Week. Yeah, we, we've been watching like, when we catch it every now and again, like after we do the we podcast. We haven't seen every episode. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll watch like a minute of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, everyone's doing pretty well. Yeah, so yeah, what do we got? We got Rachel. The Toms, Jax mm-hmm. is doing his sports bar. Mm-hmm. DJ James Kennedy, I'm sure, is still DJing, doing his yeah, thing. Yeah, apparently, yeah, he's he's making some waves in the DJ world. Yeah. Um, uh, then you got you know Lala, Sheena, they're doing their thing. Sheena and Brock, <laughs> yeah, they're all doing their Brock. thing. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Love Brock. Yeah. Uh, excited for the return of Brock in Vanderpump Rules. Listen, Lola, it's good to talk to you, but I really <laughs> think you should talk to Shayna. Really think you should have a conversation with Shayna. That's our Brock bit that he's always just going around making people talk to Sheena. That's like, like he has, yeah, it's like they wrote, like he needs to do three seasons worth of all he can say is, oh, great, this is great, and I think you need to have a talk with Shayna. <laughs> I think you need to have a talk with Sheena, right? I'll throw a football around then, right? Yeah. All right. Sure, this was great throwing around the ball with you, but really? <laughs> yeah. And I feel so close to you right now, man. I feel like we're really connected, but it would be great also if you could have a talk with Sheena. If you could really just have a, like a five-minute talk with Sheena, I think it would be really great, mate. All right. It's like all you he does. Needed? All right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's like all he does is go around the party and be like, great seeing you, Lola. If you could really yeah. though, have a conversation with Sheena. I think it'll be really good. Yeah, Brock's the best. <laughs> yeah. Love Brock and Sheena. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're looking forward to the new season of Vanderpump Rules. We'll be talking about it. So to our, our one listener, apologies if you're not a Vanderpump Rules fan, but we're going to be discussing it because we're both pretty big fans here. Yeah, it'll, uh, it'll, we'll be touching on it. Um, all right. Speaking of something else we're touching on, uh, there's a viral video going around of Kathy Griffin having a salon. She's been having these salon dinners, apparently, at her L.A. This is Kathy um, Griffin happening. Yeah, and these the salon parties. So a salon was like historically, um, it refers to like a gathering of different types of people. I think it started in the uh, French uh, aristocratic circles in the 17th century. Who Wikipedia? I'm raising my hand. Mm, it hey. was traditionally hosted by women, which I bet is a detail not lost on. Donate Kathy that Griffin. three dollars. To Wikipedia. <laughs> yes. Donate that three. Um, so I feel like, yeah, that's the kind of like, it's, that's the kind of vibe of the salon. You're supposed to like bring different, t- all different types of people in from different worlds and like, you know, a gathering of. And then, and, and yeah, start, you know, mingling, doing yes. a little, yeah, doing a little rubbing elbows. Exchanging ideas, yeah. networking. Um, there are videos on Kathy Griffin, Griffin's YouTube channel where she's like posting clips from these salons. Wow. And I watched like two seconds of one where she Kathy Griffin sits at the head of the table and then she's like all right everybody wants you to go around the room introduce yourself and give us your bona fides so I guess that's like basically your credit like basically like tell us your name and oh god and, you need and a credit to go to the salon party it's so watching this video I was like these are these salons like Kathy Griffin hosts they're not really like 17th century you know the aristocratic court they're more like um, doing icebreakers at like a corporate training session yeah it's like Jesus. okay everybody go around the room say your name and what you do at this company that was like the vibe of yeah. the and Dylan Mulvaney was sitting there and Dylan you know Dylan Mulvaney it's like the trans okay, um, TikTok yeah, yeah, star yeah, yeah, okay, got into okay. a controversy with yes. Bud Light. So that was, yeah, they were the Bud Light yes. spokesperson. Okay, so Dylan Mulvaney is the first one to go in this um, this I can't talk specific salon that I watched. Bona in in the in give us your what was it your bona fides? Which bona fides. I, I think it's just like what you're known for. Okay. I think like right. what so your what? your your accomplishment. Okay. I think, you your know, bona fides. Okay. like your good thing or whatever. I don't know what exactly what it translates to. Um, but Dylan Mulvaney and I, uh, at my job, I have to do a lot of trainings. Like there, we have trainings where it's just like all day and I work in this, I work in a museum. It's a very woke, um, environment. And every time a new person from a different department joins the trainings, we have to do another icebreaker and a pronoun circle. So literally if I have an all day of training, I probably go around, I, I give my name, my pronoun and like my favorite Thanksgiving treat about eight times that day because there's always different people joining the training and we all have to go around the room. It's a constant, constant, constant. And it's the same thing at Kathy Griffin's. Um, yeah. Same dynamic, and I very, noticed. Very different. I work at a union job <laughs> and where it's like my boss will come up to me and be like, got to do a sexual harassment training so you don't sexual harass me. Yeah. And like that's all, that's all we get. Yeah. yeah. It's like, a little different. But, yeah. So the same vibe at my job where it's like when when you have these trainings, there's always one person who sucks up all the air and does an introduction, like the, the icebreaker, and they go for like a 15, 20 minutes on themselves. And then everybody else does like one second because they're like, this person took up all the time. <laughs> yeah. Same now thing. I got to keep it moving. Yeah. Same thing with Kathy Griffin's Dylan Mulvaney goes long. Her whole life story. Their sorry, excuse me. Their whole life story, like from the TikTok to the transitioning to the scandal. I mean, like a, a full like twelve minutes. Wow. And then the next person sitting next to them was this journalist who gave a very brief, very quick, 
I'm a journalist. I write for this publication. And Kathy Griffin was like, no, no, no. Tell us what else you write for. And just like bullied this person into sharing way. I mean, it was just, wow. I felt like I yeah, was at this work. Is, yeah, no, this is intense. This is exactly uh, what happens at my job. Yeah. Same shit where it's like someone sucks up the air. Someone else tries to like balance the time by going quick. And then you get bullied into oversharing. It's a nightmare. Yeah, it is a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because all I've seen are like the two videos she posted on Instagram of it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's very it much looks like my nightmare. Uh, <laughs> like So the one video is just, um, it's a montage. Mm-hmm. So it's like a montage of stuff happening. I think the most, most notable thing was like at one point Selma Blair is sitting there. Right. And she just has like a little square of jello on her plate. And what? that's it. There's like oh a little God. square of like green jello. <sighs> what appeared to be green jello just on her plate. And she's just like sitting there. The actress serving. Yeah, the like actress serving. tiny of, square. Of jello. Oh my God. Uh, so that was pretty good. Uh, then there's a video of Sia singing. Right. Which is, an, I mean, she's, she's great, but right. I'm like, anytime anyone's singing in person, get me out of there. Right. Like in an intimate, you know, like yes. a, a scenario like that, like we're in someone's house and now someone's singing. Yeah. This is like, you like drive a stake into my heart because right. I, I can't get out of here fast enough. Yeah. I don't want to pretend to be that into Sia. And no everyone, offense. I know everyone just has to be like, amazing. What a gift. Like, yeah. I can't believe like, this. Yeah, like Lance Bass is there, and he just like has to nod his head. Oh, poor Lance Bass! Poor he's, Lance. Like, I can, I, <laughs> yeah. he's like, I can do bye 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 and blow everybody out of the water. Yeah, completely. You if know? anyone, yeah, that's the thing. unless you're getting like Lance Bass and Joey Fatone doing bye bye bye. Yeah, no one sing. Yeah, no one sing. No one pull out a guitar. None of that. No thanks. Um, um, so yeah, we decided we were gonna create our own salon if we were gonna have a salon. What would yeah, it be? Who would, who would, yeah, who would, yeah. So do you want to go first with yours? I or? think yours is longer, so you, you go first. Okay. Yeah. So for my idea with this was I was going to invite, I came up with uh, seven different categories of like arts and entertainment. Wow. And I was going to invite one person from each of those worlds and then Uh-oh. and then have like an eighth wild card. So I have eight, to, my guest list is eight people. Okay. So here's who I got. All right. Um, so for music, of course, got to invite her, Shakira is there. Absolutely. Very good. Good job, Caitlin. <laughs> Sorry. That's very good. Uh, so we get Shakira there, and, you know, she's representing you know, music and Latin America. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the world of movies and television, I, of course, The Rock. We get The Rock there. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the world of live performance. Okay. We get John Cena. Okay. Because, you know, he's a pro wrestler, live, live performance. And then, okay. you know, I think, I, I like to imagine that him and The Rock have uh, thrice in a lifetime. They're another wrestling match at, oh. at, at the party. At the so, salon. Yeah, yeah, at the salon. So they put a wrestling match on. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, from the world of mass media, uh, my guy Bill Simmons, sports <laughs> writer, uh, you know, turned did thir- did the thirty for thirty series for ESPN. Oh, okay. He's the guy who created that. Yeah, he like the Ringer Podcast Network. He's the guy who started that. Oh, okay. Um, so that's Bill Simmons. Uh, so he's there <laughs> uh, from the world of food, of course. Uh, Miss Cardea Brown. Delicious yes. Miss Brown. We get, of course, we get Miss Brown in there. We do not talk enough about how much we love Mrs. Brown. Love Miss Brown. Love she's Brown. she's the best. Yeah. Her food looks so good. Yeah. That's a big reason too. Not not just inviting her just for her food, but that's a plus. Right. If you can get some like mac and cheese by Miss Cardea Brown, let's get her, that going. Her desserts. Oh my god. Yeah, they're like any type of cake or pie she makes looks so good. Yeah. yeah she she's like yeah one of my favorites of the food world. Mm-hmm. So Miss mm-hmm. Cardea Brown comes in. Yes. For the world of athletics, of course, Dennis Rodman. We we get Rodman there, who I think is just a, a great personality to add. Oh, yeah. He's a wrestling guy, so we can mix it up with Cena and The Rock. I'm oh, sure yeah. that would be a great time. What a mix. Great mix here uh, from the world of art. Yoko, Yoko Ono. Look at you. We, get, we get Yoko Ono in from the world yeah, of art. Yeah, love this. And and then my wild card, of course, the queen of class. You got to have her. Emma Watson <laughs> comes to the party. So now I got. So I have, I have Latin America represented, Asia, Europe, mm-hmm. America, men, women, everyone. It's, it's everyone. You know, everyone gets a say. That's and, a salon. And, and we all shoot the shit. So it's so it's of course me. You're there, of course. Oh, Vinny, our cat, of yeah. course. And then we've got Shakira, The Rock, Bill Simmons, Car- Cardea Brown, uh, Dennis Cardier. Rodman. Isn't it Cardier? No, what's her name? I think you might be right. I think it's Cardier. It's You're Cardier. right. Apologies. No, Car- no, no, no. Cardier Brown, uh, Miss Chef Brown. Delicious Miss Brown. I think Delicious that's the Miss show. Brown, Chef Brown. Yeah. Uh, Chef Brown is there. Rodman, Yoko Ono, Cena, and Emma Watson. 
Solid. What it, a it night. Would be a good, it would be a good group. What a it, it would night. be a good night. You know, we'd have some, some wrestling, some fun, and we talk about where we want the world of entertainment to go. I'm picturing Rodman and Emma Watson flirting. Ooh. I don't know why. That's where I go. I, I, I mean, I could see it. That's where I went with that. Wow, okay. Yeah. I kind of think Rodman would have his eyes on Shakira, but hey, you never know. He Probably. Rodman is also a man who's full of surprises. He but may go for Yoko Ono. I actually see you're right, but I actually see Emma Watson getting a little drunk and flirting with him because I feel like she's wow. kinda, she's kind of got that like nice girl likes bad boys. Ooh, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, okay. And she's like, I love your hat. I, I mean, Something out like of this that. group of men, I think she would go for Rodman. Yeah, don't you think? I, I would. I would say. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's that's what I'm picturing happening at the salon. Well, that's that's a great <laughs> image. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm hoping to get some good food from Miss Cornell Brown. Yeah. And mix it up with the likes of all my heroes. What a great what a great salon, Justin. I Thank really you. love that. I Thank can't you. believe your Yoko Ono art in there, like from the world of performance, Fluxus art. Love it. Yeah. yeah. You, know, had, you know, and credited her yeah. not as like a Beatles, you know, breaking up the Beatles, or as a as a John Lennon's wife, crediting her as an artist, which she is. Nice. Wait, I don't know a lot of people in the world of art, especially living artists. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Because uh, I wanted to get like all ages in here, all yeah. backgrounds. So if we're really nice. doing a salon, mix it up. So yeah, I really thought about it. It made me yeah. sad when, for some reason, I found out when Yoko Ono she left the city um, during COVID. She left because she she lived in the Dakota, the same you know building that. Um, uh, she lived with John, where John Lennon got shot. She stayed in that building and, oh, and wow. lived there. Like, and she just left during COVID. And when I That's found it crazy. out, I didn't know why wow. I got like sad. I was like, oh, "Not going no left." I don't know. Like, did she just stay in America, or did she go like, she, back over to Asia? I think she has some place upstate. But, oh, okay, um, okay. You can see the Dakota from where I work. So I, interesting. <laughs> So, so yeah. we, we say so long to Yoko Ono in New York. New York City misses and, and Yoko welcome Ono. Welcome back anytime. Oh, yeah. What a great salon. All right, my salon, I went a little shorter. Um, I think I have like four people, a little more intimate, you know? I like um, that. Yeah, mine okay. might be a little chaotic. So I think we need no, an, no, intimate, yeah. an intimate it, hang. Keep it intimate. Um, my first uh, guest would be Austin Butler. Um, star of Elvis because I oh <laughs> because, wow okay. because I heard that he can't stop playing Elvis like apparently like he's been so affected by the role that he wow. is continuing to kind of like have Elvis traits he's this is like a Walking Phoenix post uh, not Walking Phoenix uh, Heath Ledger post Dark Knight yeah a he, little bit he can't lose the character and I just think it would be very entertaining to watch him like kind of be Elvis that's a great like, pick <laughs> and great reasoning for the pick yeah very entertaining. Um, and then speaking of entertaining, Cedric the Entertainer, I would invite him. Yeah, of course. Because I would like to get a little tipsy and then tell him how much I think um, his stand-up bit, I think it's, I think it's called Bumminicious. I know, um, it's like you don't even want to give it away. I don't want to so give it away, yeah. but it's like one of the funniest stand-up, I think it's on like Netflix is a joke, like clips uh, stand-up page, but I highly recommend it. It's one of the funniest stand-up bits I've seen it's, in so yeah, long, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, he's, he's so good. It's bumminicious. Um, life of the party. And life yeah. of the party, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And then I would also tell him how much I loved him in Paul Schrader's First Reformed. And then probably mm. tell him, even though it's an inappropriate joke at this point, his Fantasia act out always uh, was very inspirational <laughs> to me. So I'd like to uh, maybe get enough liquid courage to tell Cedric the Entertainer how much I respect him That's as great. a performer. <clears throat> and then uh, third, Jewel. Um, you have to get Jewel. Jewel. Have to get Jewel on her gypsy because Stevie Nicks gypsy bullshit. I'm a little haunted by Jewel's Instagram. We did <laughs> we did feature Jewel in Celebrity Instagram. And I'm literally haunted by her foghorn leghorn voice that she does whenever she's showing off her outfits, and she goes, "Can we talk? <laughs> this is crazy. about the bullshit I got going on here." I'm serving up a little Stevie Nicks bullshit. <laughs> Shit. Gypsy Steven bullshit. Gypsy bullshit. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so crazy. I just want to invite, in the same way I kind of like want to watch Austin Butler kind of be Elvis. Just, I wanna, just observe Jewel. Yeah, I want to just observe Jewel. Jewel. Exactly. That's a that that's that's a good name for a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we're getting through this podcast okay um david foster is my fourth invite he's um david foster is like a famous music producer he okay. produced a lot of like the bodyguard soundtrack i think he produced celine, a lot of celine dion music like very like 90s female driven um music um he was on um housewives 
for a couple seasons because he was married to Yolanda Hadid, who's Gigi Hadid's mom. And mm. so he was on Housewives, okay. but he's this kind of like angry genius. Like he's just kind of a dick. Yeah. And he would have like they would have almost like a salon. They would have like housewife parties and he would always like sit by the piano and play music with like Babyface or like someone wow. would just be there singing at one of these weird fucking Beverly Hills parties. And the best part was that one, one, one of these parties, Kyle Richards started to sing and, and Dave Foster told her to shut the fuck up and stop. <laughs> And it's one of my favorite Housewives moments. It's great. And so I would like for a liberated Kyle Richards, who is uh, a real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and now that she's kind of divorcing her husband, she's just turned into like who she... Like, I I knew she was a bitch. And now that she's not pretending... The veil is off. It's great. She's just actually being the bitch that I knew she was. You've called it for years. Oh, my God. And she... Because she was just so fake. Like, she was one of those fake nice girls who's actually mean and i always Mm. saw it and now she's just being her actual bitchy self and it's great so i would like her to come and maybe like reenact the david foster like if jewel and david foster are performing kyle starts to sing and david foster tells her to shut the fuck up wow that would be great do you think kyle would have the balls to sing with jewel yes yes absolutely like she i mean you have no idea kyle richards like i think literally because she's Paris Hilton's aunt, like she's still riding that like '90s fame, yeah, okay. almost of like like how big Paris was, like yeah. that whole family. I think still thinks they're and they are big in their own so right because of yeah, reality of TV, mon- yeah, and then the money, the Hiltons, that they have. yeah, yeah. Kyle Richards, she doesn't give a fuck. She'll sing over Jewel, yeah. no problem. I mean, these people like <laughs> would would pay like she gets Jewel to come like. They pay people like that. It's just a, you're just a hired worker at that point. Like you yeah. just carry your jewel. Yeah, I don't very know. true. Um, yeah. And then my last inv- invitee would be Joaquin Phoenix. It would be great because I think he would see mm-hmm. Austin Butler being Elvis, and he would be competitive and start to do his Napoleon. Like you know, he kind of has the Napoleon yeah. hat. Like he, I think yeah. he has the Napoleon hat in the trunk of his car, and like if he's having a good yeah. night, he brings the hat out. That you would know be what I mean? that would be fun. The hat's that in would his be car. fun for the party. Yeah, let's get Joaquin doing Napoleon. Yeah. at the party. Yeah, come on, put the hat on and say Josephine, say your wife's a slut. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Bang the newspaper on the table. Yeah, like the old school, basically New York Post from the 1800s France. That said, yeah, Josephine was having an affair while he was in Egypt. Caught he, yet again. Yeah. <laughs> Did we? Mentioned we loved Napoleon, guys. <laughs> yeah. Did we mention how much we loved it? Anyway, that's my salon. Go to good night. Can we had a recap time. of the list here. We got. Oh sure, sorry. So the first uh, invitee, Austin Butler, who can't stop being Elvis. Elvis, yeah. Cedric the Entertainer, who I think is amazing. Um, Jewel, because what's going on with her? David yeah. Foster, because let's get him to tell Kyle Richards, my next yeah. guest, to shut the fuck up. And then Joaquin Phoenix, who I think will competitively that's, method out with Austin Butler and that's, Napoleon. That's a great list. Thank you so great much. Great list. I think both of our parties would be a lot of fun. And of course, to you were there. Sorry, I didn't say you, but of course, you're my plus one. Yeah. You're my partner. Are you there? You're yeah, there. yeah, oh yeah, and I guess everyone has a plus one. Sure, guess, yeah. Well, yes, you, get, you can give a plus one out. Yeah, they so don't have to have a plus one, but if you want to bring someone together, this is a salon. This is a salon. You can bring a plus one. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you, yeah, you got to think the Rock brings his wife to mine, mm-hmm. and and Cena. I wonder who he brings. Doesn't didn't he marry a Nikki Bella lookalike? Uh, you know, he, did. he might. Yeah, you're he right. Did. You're right. He did name like immediately after. Very strange. Very strange. Anyway. You're totally right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So anyway, I think we'd have a lot of fun at those parties. Oh, yeah. Uh, What are we getting out of Heroes? Yeah. All right. This is Get the Party Started by Pink. Get us out of here. This is is what I'm playing as The Rock and all my guests walk into the party. Yeah. Is this a salon or a party? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, I've just got the dance music going. The lights are going. Everyone's having a good time. Right off the bat. Amazing. This is entertainment entertainment. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. An entertaining conversation. Waiting for me to arrive. Yeah. About entertainment with comedians <laughs> yeah. Justin Angermeyer and Caitlin McKee. I'm Caitlin McKee. I'm Justin Angermeyer. This is Pink. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm tired. Yep. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>